Hello, welcome to the Common Briefing Program. This is a monthly installment of the Common Keeping Program, where we try to review the hottest headlines in geek news to identify the most interesting and impactful stories uh, that geeks should know about and should sort of follow up on. It's pretty helpful if you're a person like us, where uh, we don't all share the same interests, but we can all sort of stay up to speed on different things. Because my boys here will not play Halo with me, but they're going to get an earful today. My name is Colin. I tend to host these. Uh, and I'm joined by, uh, said boys. How you doing? Hi, I'm Jeff Levitt. I'm doing all right. It is, uh, a little chilly here this morning, but I guess not compared to what the fuck you guys must be dealing with in New York. Yeah, we're, we're at a, we're at a balmy 41 degrees as of this uh, moment. Yeah, we're, we're probably above that, but it's chilly (laughs) by, by my standards here, out here. In the, the longest of beaches. Mm, how long is the beach? It's not that long, to be honest. So it's a lot of beaches. So I mean, I guess if you counted, if you if you strung them all together. Oh, okay. So is it long beaches or is it just beach? It's a misleading <laughs> name. It seems. Yeah. To me. <laughs> all right. <laughs> this bit is going nowhere. Who else is talking? I mean, it's, it's long. Comp- it's long compared to some things like a caterpillar or a bus. <laughs> What kind of rulers do you have? But Long Beach implies that it's long by beach standards, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, Caterpillar in a beach. There's probably bigger beaches, but those bigger beaches probably also are wider. I don't know. <laughs> so. Wait, 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 is the length of the beach, hold on, is the length of the beach from the shoreline to the mainland, or is it from where one side of the beach ends across the shoreline, like following the shoreline to the other end? Oh, I would have assumed the length was measured. Yeah, by that's what I thought. Along the along the shoreline, not. Then yeah. what the fuck is the width? How do you? What I thought that I guess the <laughs> depth. What do you? What you? The first thing yeah. you said. <laughs> no, yeah. No, the so de- wait. The weird. depth of the beach would be like how deep the beach goes into the ground is okay that a, oh so that means that the width is the 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 like size okay. of the i guess right? that that yeah that makes sense uh from how we measure most things where length is a greater yeah. distance than width in most cases but i mean we look at the beach like from the mainland so it it seems uh-huh. backwards yeah i don't know my brain's having a hard time there's Who just some things there's some things that feel like they don't have a width at all like not that they don't have a third dimension but they don't have something that feels right to call it the width. yeah that you doesn't match saying? our heuristics for the wideness of boy right, uh, yeah. once again who else is talking i promise he's gonna get an introduction hi i'll I'm, make it happen i'm Daimel chotery or chatter whichever you prefer <laughs> Hi, I'm length or width, whichever you prefer. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Jeff, is it 8.30 for you right now? Yeah. W- would you have been up already, or are you waking up for this purpose? Oh, motherfucker. Yes, I would have been up already. God, God okay. fucking willing I could fucking sleep until 8.30, never as my body allowed. <laughs> I'd fucking wake up at like 6.30 at the latest. <laughs> That is a terrible curse. Yeah. I uh I I wish I could do something to ease your lifelong burden, but alas, it's uh, always if... been that way. It's like it's like it must be a light thing cuz I remember one time in Rochester, it was like I had been out really late the night before, which mm-hmm. usually does not make me able yeah. to like sleep in much later, but it was like storming that day, so it was just like super dark all day and I woke up at like 5 p.m. And I was so oh fucking confused. Yeah, I was like, I was like it looking was like around, the... and I was like, "What? 
I was like, I was. It was like, the first time you ever opened your eyes after noon. Right. Yeah. It was just like, or it was like something ridiculous like that, or like, oh, I woke up at like maybe like four p.m., but I had woke, but That's I had gone to sleep nuts. at like, but I had gone to sleep at like four a.m. So I was like, what do you mean it's four? I, I've only been asleep like a minute. What the fuck are you talking about? And then I was like, oh, it's the other four. That's wild. Have but, Have you ever fucked around with like blackout curtains or anything? Not, not to any real extent no it's just kind of a hassle but that's true i'm I, usually I, I'm usually saying, it doesn't matter like, i don't i don't done. in most cases i don't mind you know waking up early especially since i go to sleep kind of early now but back yeah. in the back in the college days it presented some kinds of problems sometimes <laughs> oh yeah no it's it's funny how now we like all complain about oh we don't get enough sleep or we sleep at the weird times and like I, I remember you know I just remember how in high school I did some ridiculous bullshit that I know I can't do now like stay up pulling all nighter yeah or her just or fucking yeah. like fucking we what we fucking went to high school at like what like goddamn like seven a.m. I don't even fucking yeah. remember yeah oh yeah. We had to be, I had to be like at my bus stop yeah, before we had, seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had to wake up before seven because, you know, you got to get ready and stuff. Right. And then sometimes I would like do stuff after school. Like fucking yeah. when we were doing like for Weigel's class when we were doing the 30 day challenge, I made a fucking I sculpture did. every day for a month and then went out on t- and walked around and took a picture of it somewhere. I can barely get myself I... to do the fucking dishes after work to na- now. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, I fucking. <laughs> I'm going through a thing. I'm going to talk about Halo Infinite a lot, but like I remember in 11th grade, I would get to school early to do stuff and then stay super late till like 5:30 or something cuz we were doing play rehearsals, like very physically active play rehearsals. Right, yeah. Uh and then Halo Reach came out. So I would just not sleep, do all that, go home and play more games <laughs> and go to bed late. And it's like I felt bad. But if I do anything like that now, I don't just feel bad. I also feel, like, sad. Like, it puts yeah, me... Yeah. It, I feel <laughs> yeah. really, really, like... Like, I, I don't like myself. I don't like how I feel. I'm just, like, life yeah. could be a lot better than it is right now. Yeah, like, my mind is out of whack if I... if I. It was, like, a fun bad in high school. <laughs> yeah, it's sad bad now. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, my mind would be out of whack if I tried to do something like that now uh like like and if i like lose on sleep my body will like cash cash in the sleep debt at some point yep yep yeah i've uh, I've been having that problem i got a new apple watch recently that has a longer battery so i've been keeping it on overnight to check my sleep uh which is just you know fun data but the alarm goes off on my watch and sleepy colin is very good at stopping the watch alarm from going off so i've overslept for work i think three times in the past (laughs) week because sleepy colin does not want to be awake um and i don't remember doing it it just happens i also fell asleep with my airpods in last night and i woke (laughs) up and they were in the case so someone explain that to me (laughs) i think eddie told me a story one time and i think in high school about like how he apparently uh he like put his alarm on the other side of the room so that he you know would force himself to actually get up when it went off and he like in his sleep got up out of his bed walked across the room turned it off and went back to bed and still yep. slept. yep <laughs> <laughs> well for griping about stuff there's also the fact that like the place where my shoulder meets my neck kind of aches a little and it's like why yeah why yeah i've been doing a lot more exercise this year and i'm whole guys it turns out if you build muscle and then stretch those muscles your body hurts 
less most of the time. Fucking wild. Exercise it's, actually I, it, works. That's it, the thing it, that it, pisses me off the most. <laughs> like exercise works. Like it helps. It helps with your health, your depression, your everything, and it works, and it pisses me I, off. I, I had years of lower back pain. I started working out a lot in February, and my back pain was gone in March. Damn. I, I, my heart, like, I thought I was having a cardiac episode, and they were like, no, this is what happens to people who are in shape. And I'm like, can I get the doctor to write down that they said I'm in shape? Because this is insane. <laughs> uh, I also owe them $450 now because I'm in good shape, so that's fun. Uh, what a, what fucking... a wild stretch it is from the, the motherfucker who used to have, like, Yep. Three bottles of Mountain Dew every single day. Yeah, I I mean, I started drinking soda again recently, but it turns out when you go without something for eight years, you're just kind of like, eh, I'm, I don't need it. I'm fine. Yeah, I dropped soda a long time ago because I never, like, I like soda all right, but I'm just like, I don't like it enough to be worth how, like, absolutely yeah. ridiculously yeah. unhealthy <laughs> it is. I've got many it other is. unhealthy addictions that I really would like to keep with more. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, soda, soda should always just be like, uh, like something you drink on special occasions. But like, yeah. you know, recently I've kind of relapsed on it. So like, yep. you know, I kind of want to unlearn sh- soft drinks <clears throat> again. It's a, and here's the thing: like, there's some that like Mountain Dew does not really fuck me up. Like Sprite, light, light sodas don't fuck me up. Mm-hmm. Root beer, I love root beer. But if I down a root beer, it's kind of like you know the staying up late thing we just talked about. Like yeah, right, I yeah. feel a weird <laughs> new kind of adult bad that I just didn't experience <laughs> before, and I don't get it. But apparently, yeah. yes, trying to trying to take care of uh, your body is is a big component to your body being taken care of. Crazy how that works. All right, so we're gonna jump right into uh, the news. Uh, I am going to be kicking off this munch. I want this munch. Oh my god, that can tell you where my head is right now in the middle of the day. Uh, I am going to be kicking off this month's discussion. Uh, I really only have two big things I want to talk about. They're, you know, Star Trek Discovery Season 4 premiered. It's fun. Prodigy's on a hiatus while Discovery goes. Also fun. You know, the usual stuff. Uh, I like them. But uh, two things I want to talk about. First one I want to talk about just because I want to get your opinions on it. I don't know if we're going to do a full episode on it. Uh, but I want to talk about Marvel's Eternals. Um, mm. We talk a lot about the MCU, as mentioned in previous episodes, just because it's one of the few things that we all sort of follow to some extent. Um so Eternals is the most recent uh, Marvel film as of this recording. Spider-Man's coming out shortly. But uh, it was directed by Chloe Zhao of Nomadland fame. Nomadland fame. And uh, so there was a lot of hype for this was going to be a different Marvel movie. This was going to be breaking the mold. Uh, they shot in real locations and didn't just use background plates on green screen performances. So... A lot of interesting conversation around this movie. And then the reviews started rolling in. And the reviews are worse than what is typically regarded as the worst MCU film, uh, which Mm. is Thor The Dark World, Uh, for example. Hold on. Rotten Tomatoes. Hold on. They're reviewing it worse than Thor Dark World? Hold the fuck up. Significantly. If we're just going by Rotten Tomatoes, for example, and the Metacritic and user, uh, the the Metacritic reviews uh, aggregation 
does sort of skew in the same direction. But yeah, the, like put that in perspective. A lot of people are, are looking at the reviews for Marvel's Eternals. Um, Thor oh. got a 65, certified fresh, and Marvel's Eternals has a 49, also lower than Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Bullshit! What the fuck? Bullshit! <laughs> this movie this... has been absolutely thrashed this, this is by my evidence reviewers. that metacritic is full of shit metacritic there's there's not much you can say about metacritic because they are literally just aggregating rotten tomatoes is not aggregating or, oh in well, the I, didn't, I didn't sense. mean metacritic yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about Rotten Tomatoes. Same, same yeah. thing. My opinion's still yeah. old, the same. Yeah, it's. I, will, it's, I mean, it's, it's a little I, bit wild. Having, mm-hmm. It's a little bit wild in comparison to Star Wars, but I feel like it's almost not fair at this point to to compare it to Thor: The Dark World because I feel like since that one came out relatively early in the Marvel mm-hmm. run, like it was probably viewed a little bit more favorably, whereas we're probably getting to the point where at least, think, you know, some critics are probably getting sick of Marvel. So, you know, it might they might have had a higher stand. I don't know. There, there's ways that I could see why that would shake out that way. Um, I would like to posit regardless. some theories for why this is getting uh, the thrashing it is, because Thor The Dark World, while... It- I haven't seen it yet, so I, I still don't know the... Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, quick impressions on the film. I liked it a lot. It had some clunky bits. Uh, I think that, by and large, the script itself is good, but the the dialogue had some stuff I didn't love. I don't think it focused on certain individual characters great, but what it nailed was the found family aspect. Like, I believed these characters as a group ensemble uh, as much as I did the Avengers when the first Avengers movie came out. Uh, And I really thought that it did a great job. It had a different tone, a different feel. It was somewhere in between the thoughtfulness of Nomadland and the actionness of Marvel. Um, I don't think Chloe Zhao handled the action as well as some other directors, but I think she handled the character stuff pretty well. On balance, I liked it a lot. It probably wouldn't have been to, uh, Chloe Zhao who handled the action. Like with Marvel movies, like mm-hmm. action sequences are done differently from ev- everything else, or done by yeah, different. You've got, sure, you've got, well, yeah, you've got a... you've got VFX supervisors, you've yeah. got stunt coordinators, you've got yeah, yeah, second I'm... unit directors. So yeah, you have a whole army of people assisting with that. Yeah. So it's not like she was just like, ah, oh, let her go fuck it up. Like no, but I will say that those the the action scenes, with the exception of the climax, I don't think no, 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 with I, the rest I, of like, the movie like oftentimes, well. especially in like big blockbuster films action is often done by like a completely different with little input from main director. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. You get a second a second unit director for yeah. a lot of yeah, those yeah, scenes. Yeah. 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 Uh, and on some extent it makes sense, right? Like cuz you know, directing action sequences requires a different can require a different set of skills than mm-hmm. uh directing uh acting sequences. Yeah. So I guess the case I want to make here is I believe that the movie is polarizing reviewers because user reviews are pretty good on the movie. Um, Don't pay attention to social media because like a ton of fake accounts immediately started spamming positive things Mm. all over the place on Twitter and Instagram. (laughs) Uh, But if you just look at user reviews on, on other platforms, it's fine. It's like in like the 70, 80, 90 sort of range in that window where, you know, decent movies often land. Um, I like it a bit more than that, but I think what's happening with reviewers is, um, and I'm, this is going to sound like a very simple statement, but I can elaborate. Uh, I, I feel as though a lot of reviewers uh, feel bad that Chloe Zhao sold out 
That is the vibe that these reviews often have. Mm. There are some uh, that I, I think do a good job of criticizing how the movie handles its characters because there are so many of them. But I, a lot of reviews are saying like, at the end of the day, it doesn't feel like a Chloe Zhao movie and it doesn't feel like a Marvel movie. It feels like something else and I didn't get what I wanted. That is a very common refrain because Nomadland, for those who don't know, uh, was the most recent film she did. Uh, won her the Oscar for Best Director. Uh, it's a film about um, after a uh, after a processing plant in, I think, Nevada shut down. Like, a ton of people were left homeless, and it follows uh, basically a transient woman living in her van. And it's, like, it's contemplative, it's slow, but it's also, like, I found it really, really gripping. Like, I the two hours of that movie flew by for me. Um, so I was like, how is she going to bring this to Marvel? And what we get is something in the middle of that. It's like a movie at war with itself, I think. Cause like it's half of it, like this yes. art house whose film and half like a big blockbuster film. And it's like at war with itself. But, uh, ultimately I think overall it's pretty good and I did enjoy it. And I know my sister really enjoyed the movie. Like, uh, she, mm -hmm. she uh, watched it after I did when she and uh, my cousin you know, walked out of the theater. She just, like, was really uh, exci excited and, like, really liked, liked yeah. it. Yeah, so. um, and I, I believe that um, this idea of a movie at war with itself is becoming a more and more common sensation or mm -hmm. phenomenon in the Marvel movies as they try to bring in new directors and explore new things. Yeah. And it's a symptom of the fact that they are branching out. Uh, we've had this conversation with Black Widow, with Shang-Chi. We're having it now with Eternals. But this is the one getting thrashed. I think we said something similar about Ant-Man. Well, that that had it. That Ant-Man had a unique problem of switching directors. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that was that was sort of its own thing. But we are seeing that same exact effect, just because we are moving in new directions. And um, this, I, I mean, the this is the second movie in a row directed. Uh, by an Asian person for Marvel, the second movie this year directed by a woman. So it's hard to even say, like, this is based on any sort of, like, group identity thing. Yeah. But rather, I think people look at Chloe Zhao as the golden child that sold out to Marvel and made an action movie. And it's like, if you work for Marvel, you're gonna make an action movie. And I, <laughs> I, I mean, I read reviews in Entertainment Weekly, Polygon, um, Vulture, uh, a lot of other uh, sites, and really the most common thing was just it wasn't either of the things, mm -hmm. and so it left them dissatisfied. And I, I just don't feel like I saw a lot of people taking it on its own terms, because on its own terms, yeah. it has problems that should be discussed on their own. And that's, right. I don't know. So I'd, I'd be curious to have a longer conversation about it, but that has been an interesting thing for me to follow, is, is, the, uh, is Eternals. Nice. My big story, Halo Infinite, oh boy. done fucking pulled one over on all of us because uh -oh. Halo Infinite's release date is December 8th. Halo Infinite uh, is coming about 20 years after the original Halo, which not launched, I believe it was November 11th, Wait, is this uh, 2001. Wait, other Halo game that just came out? Didn't it? Halo game just come out? So this is what I'm getting at. So we're okay. coming up on November 11th. They have a 20th anniversary um event for xbox and about three days beforehand a lot of journalists uh in the space polygon kotaku uh verge uh forbes all these folks are like uh halo infinite might release on monday instead of you know in a month what? when it's out <laughs> and we're like excuse me what the fuck little context halo infinite halo has always been 
two pri experiences primarily a competitive multiplayer experience uh and a single player cooperative uh campaign experience that has a narrative and this game has clearly separated them you can play the multiplayer for free they announced that a long time ago uh but the campaign will be priced at a 60 dollars premium mm cool they want as many people playing the game as possible sure fine but then the rumors start flying that it's coming out and i was a heavy skeptic and on monday i'm sitting down and they say halo infinite comes out today you can play Surprise. it today go download it now it's here we released it early on the 20th anniversary so it's just the multiplayer not the campaign it's kind of obnoxious not gonna lie <laughs> it was obnoxious for me because uh yeah. actually uh, I have time off for the entire week that Halo Infinite comes out. Yeah. And then they dropped it while I don't have time offset. Uh, well, so kind of like, annoying on that front. I, I mean, I, I guess I see what they're trying to do, but it's sort of like, I don't know, it's using people's ability to kind of plan for this thing that they're excited about as a gimmick. Yeah. And that feels like, why? It's, like, no, on, we're on not the other start hand, though, doing that, right? Like, so... A little more context, the game has been delayed multiple times. Uh, yeah. What I suspect is that we saw... Uh, ooh, I just got a notification for Chipotle having some sort of Halo Infinite promotion. I'm going to have to look at that. Um, uh, Sounds right up your alley. The game got, got delayed multiple <laughs> times. Uh, I suspect, because they said they wanted to release in fall, that originally the intent was to release on or before the 11th, and it didn't happen. So mm. because the two separate parts of the game are handled separately to some degree uh they were like let's lock this date in but let's see if we can push for this surprise and they did and just like all the flights this game is fucking incredible it is just one of the most ridiculously polished shooters you will ever play it uh feels balanced it feels thoughtful all the maps are good it is easy to learn them it has so many training options it feels tight on every platform you can play on pc on xbox on your phone mm. and it's just a really solid package and everybody has been saying exactly that except uh. for one thing <laughs> that is driving people insane oh Free-to-play games need to make money somehow. Oh, no. They oh, no. do that through <laughs> microtransactions and battle passes. The microtransactions people are kind of like a little annoyed by because they're expensive and there are some restrictions to how they can apply to your character in the game. Mm. By and large, the consensus is they're not worth it. I've seen a few people. I've seen them out in the wild. People are buying them, but oh, people always the bigger them. problem is actually the battle pass. Uh-oh. Uh, so the battle pass is a thing in modern gaming with free-to-play games where basically for a set uh, bit of, uh, for a set few months, you have a season, you pay for the battle pass. Uh, if you don't pay for it, you can level up your character with experience through the season and then earn unlocks and if you pay more you get more unlocks more customization and so with halo infinite they announced their battle pass and a while ago they said you don't gain experience from playing games you gain experience from completing challenges and people started crunching the numbers on what you have to do to complete these challenges and how long games typically take because we knew that from the multiplayer previews uh, and also uh, just how many challenges you can get and people were saying hey guys, this looks like it's going to be pretty slow and grindy. And 343 was like, we hear you, but let's try it out. Instantly, everybody freaking out. People getting 7,000 upvotes on a Reddit post that says Halo Infinite is a new industry low, even though it's Woof. being hailed as one of the best shooters ever made. <laughs> this is souring the experience for a lot of people. Oh, no. I, I feel like I feel like the industry has gone lower. Like I think we're going to be talking about some of those lower points. So. Exactly. And 
it's kind of hard to agree with that point when they have actually already updated the XP system two times since the launch. In just two weeks, a free-to-play game that launched early and is supporting multiple platforms to a ridiculous degree, even the amount of PC settings on it is pretty insane. Yeah. They have demonstrated a lot of goodwill by giving away free stuff and upping the things that they can up in the meantime, promising systemic changes down the road. But it has really been a, a tale of two halos where we have this game that, and I've, I've been playing a lot of it. It is, I, I can't praise it enough. It is an excellent multiplayer shooter. If you like multiplayer shooters, this is a very good game. It's not a battle royale. It is an arena shooter. So it's just like eight people in a small map and you just gotta win. It's not like you're on a gigantic sprawling adventure Skyrim-sized map trying to make your way to a certain point. So it's very tense. Some people worry that it will keep casual gamers out, but again, it has options to go run weapon drills and like play and test out and try to get new scores. So the multiplayer portion of this is fantastic. It did feel like a pretty bad grind. There, the other problem with this challenge system for leveling up and not getting experience for playing games or how well you play, there are no rewards for if you win or lose or if you carry a team. Um, the challenges are like, in a capture the flag match, kill three people stealing your flag. That presents mm -hmm. a couple of problems. One, they don't give you the ability to choose capture the flag, so you just have to cycle through matches hoping you are randomly granted a capture the flag map. <laughs> Love that. Two, it's incentivizing you to allow people to steal your flag. It is incentivizing you to not play the objective of the game. Mm. There are similar challenges that say get kills with these weapons, weapons that you don't get from the start weapons that you have to go find and use which means you have to use those weapons and be good with them and i think that's interesting challenge you to change it up a bit but you might get a map where that weapon is not available or you might get a map where other people have the same challenge and they want to get it or you get a game where the point isn't to kill people at all it's to like move around and then you're gonna lose the game for other people because you're trying to get this challenge so by and large, it's not just the microtransactions. It's not just what you can get from the battle pass. It's also the entire rank up system is frustrating people. They just pushed out yeah. a fix uh, yesterday as of this recording. Feels a lot better. I ranked up several times in a day because they grant a lot more XP just for playing games. And then they give you challenges that are a little more broad, not like kill people that steal your flag, but just win the capture the flag match. You still run into problems because of the playlist selections. It's like, if you're going to give us challenges, you need to give us the tools to complete them on our terms. Otherwise, it's not a game, it's a chore. And that's where Destiny has made some mistakes in the past. So there are going to be systemic changes. I'm eager to see what they are. They have extended the first season of this game all the way until May. So I have a feeling they looked on the back end and said, we're going to overhaul this and it's going to take some time. But they are being very transparent. They are being very quick to resolve these issues. And here's the thing. People are still playing it a fucking lot. So amazing game. Big problems. I'm going to keep playing it. But that's the state of Halo Infinite free-to-play. Uh, when the campaign drops in a few days, I will be talking about that too. But they fucking surprised us with a AAA shooter out of fucking nowhere. The, the sales of Call of Duty and Battlefield have been really lackluster, and a lot of people are like, oh, maybe they just moved it up because people like Halo Infinite so much. They can fucking tank their two biggest competitors with a surprise <laughs> release, and it's working. It's working really well. Um, but it's just, it's an interesting thing. Uh, I don't want to take too much more time, so uh, I'll kick it on over to you folks.
have a lot to talk about this month. Uh, first off, off the bat, the second part of the Netflix Masters of the Universe Revelation show Ooh, came yeah. out. The one, the the more uh, like adult fan one led Was by that Kevin, the, the Smith. Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah. You, you had some mixed feelings on the end of the first half, but you wanted to reserve judgment. How's the second half treating you? Uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of the specific things I was concerned about at the end of the first half, I think it, it, it does pretty much like flip things in a way that, you know, makes me feel good about some, you know, some of those things. Yeah. Um, somewhat, yeah, I don't know. It's good. It's, it, it is good. I'll say that. I would say I feel about the same about it as I did with the first half in that, like, it was generally good had some issues, you know, had some things that weren't like quite as smooth um, as they could have been. But, you know, generally positive on it. Uh, <laughs> it does a number of things that definitely feel like uh, sort of like tonal flip flops, I would say, mm-hmm. in that like yeah. a lot of things that like angry, like fucking, you know, yeah. vitriolic man children were mad about in the <laughs> first one. Uh, it sort of does like flip a lot of those things. So like I'm seeing a lot of posts being like, oh, Kevin Smith redeemed himself. And it's just like, shut up. Like the story wasn't written out well before the first one even aired. Like, so I'm I'm sort of curious as to what the decision making process was for some of those things. But also motherfucker redeem himself from what he as far as I can tell, he's beloved by buffs, so, like, why does he care about No, her? I know, but You're, people were really yeah, angry. Yeah, I know, like, I I'm know. saying all the people who were really upset with the first half being like, oh, he I, redeemed I like himself Kevin Smith, in my but eyes now he's only. pushing all this woke pandering. Um, Tila's still the so, most important yeah, I, character, so I don't know what they he feel about that, but all right. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it, it could be a whole discussion for another day. Um, but uh, it does, yeah, I don't know. It does do a little bit of like sort of weird backtracking of, of from the first one. Almost, it almost feels reactionary, even though obviously it wasn't. Yeah, it couldn't have been. Also, I would like to apologize to Colin if that, uh, if uh, what I just said seems like all over the place in volume because I was moving around when I said that. Also, <laughs> fuck you, Colin, because I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Why? That was I mean, such I don't, a I don't disagree, but. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. It it could be fun to talk about another time, maybe a a few uh, regular geeking programs down the road if we're, you know, short on things to talk about. Yeah, Um, because I know we have a few other things in our in our list. But yeah, overall, I I think it was good. Not amazing, but, you know, generally well made and well acted and well animated, Mm -hmm. etc. Um. So that was that was one thing. That's really just, there's no real story there. It was just mm-hmm. you know reacting about that coming out. Um, yeah. We got a a new Spider-Man trailer, which uh, which recontextualizes some things that we had speculated about probably last episode. I can't remember mm-hmm. um, where before we were saying like, oh, is this are these characters literally from the other film universes, or are they just like representations of similar characters from you know? Because, like, all those characters died, right? Or, but they're showing up you as know, villains in this are, one. Or at least on good terms with Spider-Man. Like, Doc Ock right, ended, yeah. ended and, the uh, movie while also dead. Also, like, on good terms with Spider-Man. He's dead and on good terms sure, with Spider-Man. Yeah. Why would he be a bad guy? And so this new trailer recontextualizes that conversation in a few interesting ways. In that uh, it's said in the trailer that 
like these are all people who died while fighting Spider-Man. So it's a little bit unclear oh. if they're literally them or like the ghost of you know, Spider-Man's like, past. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that kind of in my mind. Yeah, we see Doc Ock, Goblin, Sandman, Electro, and Lizard. That in my mind kind of opens the door for them literally being the ones from that universe. If it weren't for, uh, we get a better look at Jamie Foxx's uh, Electro. Yeah, very in this trailer, looking. and he's not blue. Like he's he looks. Don't you know I'm Electro? That is my favorite movie line, maybe ever. Yeah, but uh, you know that that changes that. You know, that adds another wrinkle to, you know, that speculation because he's not like, I guess you're, you know, he could have like physically changed in between then and now or whatever. But he's um he's pretty much just like wearing a costume and has his normal like skin, not blue and glowy. And then what I did like in the trailer is they had a thing where like and when he was shooting lightning, like some streaks of lightning appeared on his face that were like sort of in the the shape of the stupid like cartoon electro mask that is just like five lightning bolts shooting out of his eyes. I thought that was a cute touch. Like it, it, it worked pretty well. But even so even I, the lizard because the lizard's visible in there too. Like it it yeah. electro's the only one that looks different. Goblin looks the same. Sandman. I mean, yeah, he's everyone sand. else he looks. Lizard. Yeah. He didn't get a clear look, but he had the same sort of like proportions and movement. So I'm like, mm. yeah. And speaking of the I haven't lizard, actually seen I mean, the this latest is... trailer yet, so uh, I don't know. Oh, well, gotcha. spoilers. I mean, I don't, I don't care bully. if it's in a trailer. It's not really a spoiler, I think, so yeah. talk about it all yeah. I want. But I, either way, um, so that I, for me, that adds a kind of, you know, extra layer of speculation as to, like, you know, how much these are actually the characters from the other universe. Um, but going off of what you just said onto another point with the trailer... Um, speaking of the lizard, there's been this really funny thing going around because, like, it's been a long run rumor, soft confirmed. People are denying it that you know Toby Maguire and Andrew yeah. Garfield are going to show up in this movie. Andrew I'll be Garfield very has been has been really denying it, claiming that like leaked photo photos of him on set were photoshopped and video of him was photoshopped. The and, video, um, the newest the, thing the... from this trailer that people uh -huh. are picking apart is uh. In the big wide shot where Spider-Man is like flying at Lizard and Sandman and yeah, I can't remember. I guess Electro. Oh, kind of like how they is, got um, Gwyneth Paltrow out of there. There's negative space for them to be in there. A, there's a spot in the trailer where like the Lizard is like charging at him in the sky and then gets punched to the side by nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, like me and my sister were actually so, discussing that and like. The only, like, yeah. and, you know, the funny situation of, like, someone uh, talking to Andrew Garfield, showing him a picture of him on set. So is that you on the Spider-Man set? No, that's not me. I've never been in a Spider-Man. I've never been in any Spider-Man <laughs> movie. I've never acted in my life. I work in accounting. I don't know what you're talking about. And that's so, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, so people are, people are speculating that, so people are speculating that from the actual clip from the movie, this wide shot would also have just, the two other Spider-Man or at least one of the them. They painted out the other Spider-Man. And they edited it out and someone just, I guess, fucking missed that 
or didn't feel like, didn't think it was like a, you know, forgot how the internet worked and didn't think it was a big enough detail that people would notice yeah. that the lizard just gets like kicked in the face so by the guys at nothing. Corridor Digital, their VFX house, and they do the VFX artist yeah. reacts. They broke down the leaked video of Andrew Garfield on set yeah. and all the purported methods of people saying how it could have been faked and basically landed on, I no. don't think you yeah. can fake this. This is, <laughs> yeah, this it is looks real. Too real. <laughs> this yeah. is real. The, the yeah, like the detail. only thing I could think of is that being like, fake quote-unquote is if it was like literally just like a shot from one of the fucking andrew garfield spider-man movies like it, it's not a it's not a fake yeah clip. like someone orchestrated a prank with a giant blue screen and andrew garfield himself yeah or like yeah. someone called oh andrew garfield over like hey you want to play the a prank on the rest of the internet <laughs> sure bro or andrew garfield has a long lost twin if okay hold on if this is just literally a series of angry andrew garfield pranks i he is my favorite human if he's just pranking people <laughs> and the, he's getting cease and desist letters from marvel like you gotta stop the pranks <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that that was uh, the kind of interesting things to pick apart about the, uh, well, the new trailer. Some of it is another just, detail like, from the trailer, stuff, but... Uh, Doc Ock, when he throws Peter against the wall, he looks at him and says, you're not Peter, implying that he recognizes yeah, right. Tobey sure. Maguire as Peter Parker. So I, I, I'm assuming that it is just these characters somehow rip through timey-wimey stuff. But Amy Pascal yeah. also has said that after this Homecoming trilogy is over, that Tom Holland is getting ready for the next trilogy of Spider-Man movies, even though Tom Holland recently just said, if I'm playing Spider-Man when I'm 30, I've done something wrong. He's 25. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess he did something wrong. But, Interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm wondering how Tom Hardy's Venom comes into play in all this. You know. Yeah, I, like if... I stand by my yeah. predictions that this is Sony... Because they're still using language saying, like, we have the Marvel MCU, we're going to make more MCU movies, but we also have the Sony the Sony Marvel movies. You know, everyone yeah. loves them. The Sony Marvels. And, like, I feel maybe they're they'll just... Fucking, maybe at the end of uh, fucking... Uh, what, no Way no Home? Home? Is that this one? Yeah, maybe at the end of No Way Home, either fucking Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield will pretty much just be stuck in the fucking Sony-verse and just <laughs> the rest of their movies and will follow keep... that. <laughs> We keep doing that. Oh man! But um, the Spider yeah. Boys, the Spider Just the two Boys, two of them having a good Spid time. Spi the Spiders Men. <laughs> you know, there's an actual but, uh, character yeah, in so the Spider-Man comics who is Spiders Man, which is like yeah. thousands oh, of yeah. spiders <laughs> who think yeah. they're Peter Parker. <laughs> and they just think That's it. very funny. Very yeah. Good. But uh, yeah, either way, that was that was my news from that trailer. The only thing I wanted to talk about. Um, and you guys might have to help me fill in some details here because I might not be quite as savvy with the topic as a whole as you are. But um, we had this interesting story where uh, where Twitch was partnered with uh, a company called Streamlabs. Um, basically, I, this is where I might need to fill in what the fucking company actually does. They like make it yeah. easier for people to stream Xbox games specifically. Yeah, they they have, because uh, I don't know all the details on this either, but Streamlabs specifically, they they create OBS, uh, Open Broadcasting Service. What is that? Let me let me double check this. OBS is a piece oh, of OBS software. Is o a... Open Broadcasting Software. So it's it's an open yeah. source piece of software, and Streamlabs used OBS to make their own uh, S Streamlabs OBS called Slobs, which is the acronym. I think that's very funny. <laughs> but um, but I guess the story is not so much that they used open source software it was more about no. their naming and presentation and stuff like that yeah so they they released this big promotional presentation 
like, you know, advertising this partnership with Twitch or whatever. And uh, this other company, Lightstream, uh, basically like took screenshots of the promotional material and is just like a straight up ripoff of previously used promotional material that they had used, like straight up down to using the same user reviews that that the uh, the Lightstream oh team God. like went and found that deal. Holy shit! Yeah, which is wild. Yeah, because it was like so. The first tweet just kind of showed the side by side, and then the 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 same guy from Lightstream or someone from the Lightstream team, or I don't know, maybe just someone sh- looking at it. I don't know. Uh, put out a separate tweet that was like, "Wait, holy shit! The user reviews are even a copy." I know because I reached out to the people in the reviews for these comments when I worked at Lightstream. Uh, yeah. So that was someone who had previously worked at uh, Lightstream. So it's like this huge plagiarism thing, and then uh, so. Okay, there's OBS, the software, but OBS is also a company, question mark? Uh, OBS Project is the name of the group. Because after um, all this plagiarism stuff coming out, basically, like, OBS Project, like, came out and and said that, like, Streamlabs had, like, previously asked to use the OBS name, and they told them, like, no, or they they didn't (laughs) want them to, and then they just did it anyway. So they were like, they they're like trying to distance themselves from this basically by saying like hey listen like streamlabs has some stuff that like says obs but we're not actually connected to them yeah they just you know use that name without our good graces or whatever yep. um and i yeah i don't remember the exact details to it but yeah no, that, that's, that's this pretty whole much thing it yeah, it's just, like, people pointing out, like, how plagiarized, you know, and some other companies are, like, you know, pointing out previous ways in which, you know, Streamlabs had kind of, like, plagiarized their advertising in the past. And Streamlabs, I think, put out a comment that was saying, like, oh, we don't know how this happened or something like that. Yeah. Or it was just, like, total bullshit. It's like, oh, we used it as a template, and then some stuff got dropped over, and it's like, this is more than a template used, it, my guy. It was the most hot dog man saying, we're trying to find the guy who did this energy. I've seen it in, yeah, yeah. in a very long time. Well, up until we start talking about Bobby Cook. That's, yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. There are more hot dogs to come. Don't you worry. So, yeah, uh, I haven't heard much about this since we heard about it a few weeks ago, but uh that that was wild that's the story and that's yeah. that's pretty much i mean we did get a uh we did get a backer update from uh from the victory saber project it was pretty much mm-hmm. just like photos of a lot of the parts laid out in you know like nulled out and uh and assigned numbers and shit like that so it was just mm-hmm. a just a cool little behind the scenes photo nothing really to talk about there but that did happen but yeah that's that's pretty much all i had to talk about this month not a ton. Cool. All right, Chowder, hit me with that adult sad energy. Well, I was I was gonna go in the order of like what my taps are on, so it's not gonna be till later that I talk about Bobby. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> go for it. Okay. First thing I wanted I to talk about. You guys talk about this, and I've been laughing along like I have any fucking idea what you're talking about, but I legitimately have not heard a single thing about this fucking story. So I have no idea what you're talking about with the Bobby Cook. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, so. it's a, a similar refrain. All right. So, yeah. first thing I wanted to talk about was the announcement Familiar of refrain. DNF Duel. It is going to be. It is going to be the latest game from Arc System Works, known for Guilty Gear, 
uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, and you know many other classic fighting games. Uh, and one, it as with all Arc Systems game, it looks fucking amazing. It's like got this gorgeous art style that looks 2D, but it's all done it with 3D. Uh, it's it's a team based fighter that looks really fast, exciting. You know, it's and you know this is uh yeah I think yeah the first game uh, they announced since uh, Strive came out. So so wait, what's the name of this game? DNF Duel. And so the interesting thing about I've heard of this D- DNF Duel is it is a fighting game spinoff of a series of game or of a game called Dungeon Fighter Online, or as it's known in South Korea dungeon and fighter uh mm-hmm. and uh you know uh while looking stuff up to know more about the game uh yeah apparently dungeon fighter online is a big fucking deal according to wikipedia it is one of the highest grossing games ever with like one of the biggest oh. uh player counts uh like okay like like on like a yeah yeah in the china market but yeah yeah no that's yeah and that's the thing like i'm look i'm looking at like a uh, player count and it is at it is 700 million or wikipedia Jesus. says it is 700 million and that is a fucking lot and it's that, so weird that i've what that's a that's a couple boys right there yeah and and that is so weird like like it is above like big things like uh grand theft auto 5 online uh uh Candy Crush, uh, Ma- Minecraft, uh, and above Minecraft, Minecraft's only uh, is like two hundred million uh, active monthly users. I think somewhere around yeah. there, one hundred eighty to two hundred million. It's big. Yeah, seven hundred. Yeah, and, and keep in mind, uh, a- active users is kind of hard to measure. But like, even if you are like, eh, I don't think it's higher than Minecraft. It's still a lot. It's still a big deal, yeah. and it's so weird to me that I've never even heard of Dungeon Fighter Online. Until yeah, right. Arc System announced DNF Duel. Uh, oh, that reminds me. I think the new the new update to Minecraft might come out today, actually. Oh yeah, Caves and Cliffs too. Yeah. Anyway, continue. I type caves into Google, and the first first suggestion is Caves and Cliffs Part Two. <laughs> yeah. So, and you know, like Jeff sign. said, that like yeah. Eastern markets uh, mean uh, like something can become really popular, and you know us not really knowing about it and you know it does have a release in north america and and uh yeah it does have a release in north america and it did do successfully there but it, uh but yeah I, I think that was just an interesting story because because like you know uh something that's so big that uh yeah not that everyone... we it's just totally off our radar <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but also another arc system game and i fucking love arc system and you know it's uh they've been making like fighting games of like various kinds of series, like uh, uh, Dragon Ball Z, and then they moved on to Grand Blue Fantasy, and now they're moving on to this, and it's uh, interesting to see like the Arc System style take on different kinds of things, and seeing how it, how that translates. So yeah, the next fighting game I wanted nice. to talk about was was uh, Project L. It is a it is a game being made by a leak by I, I I can't tell if it's being made by Riot itself or like uh it, it's a okay. it's a fighting game based off League of Legends. It's a team based fighting game okay. based on League of Legends. Mm. I was about to say because Project M is the Smash Bros melee thing, so I was like, is this yeah. a new <laughs> what? But no. it makes that's yeah. A, that's I was a thinking it was game. a new Smash Bros. No, thing. no, no. This is a fighting game that's based. Cheeky. It's a team based fighting game based off League of Legends, and uh and uh yeah a. Uh, Again, really, really cool. Uh, looks like some really cool, like very fast combat. Uh, Marvel versus Capcom 
hasn't had a game since Marvel vs. Capcom 3. I've never heard of Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. That doesn't exist. I don't know what you're talking about. Ultimate. Marvel vs. Capcom Ultimate? Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. It's like, but like, that's just like a a newer version of Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Oh, I see. Oh, you're, you're being... Uh, are you being facetious because you did not like the latest Marvel vs. Capcom? Yeah, I didn't like Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. That's my point. Okay. Uh, Sorry to totally like bust up your joke. I'm just that clueless. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought you were saying it was like a conspiracy theory, and I'm like, really? That's weird. That's a weird thing to make up. You can't convince <laughs> me. The Earth is not made of this video game, even if you show me a million copies. That's like when I was trying to look up Minecraft information and the uh, the top result on Google, the one that like actually pops up as the answer is from a fucking like fan-made website that is just speculating about future releases. So it was like, oh, oh yeah, that comes out in the year 2023, and it's got yeah. this theme to it. And I'm like, they don't announce that that far in advance. What the fuck are you talking about, Google? So Marvel vs. Cap. Capcom Infinite Chowder is saying we're all suffering from the Mandela effect with this particular yeah, right. excellent <laughs> video game that everybody loves. I right? guess for clarity's sake, the last Marvel vs. Capcom game was actually Infinite, but that uh, didn't do so well, so it didn't really pick up. <laughs> and so, like, the fighting game community has always been thinking, oh man, what will pick up the mantle of the next Marvel vs. Capcom? Because, like, we all like fast paced, team based. Uh, fighting games and you know we had dragon ball fighters or dragon ball fighters z i don't actually know how you say that uh fighters fighters <laughs> which was fighters. a team uh fast the one where they're all bees uh fa- bees. <laughs> a fast pace a fast-paced team fighting game based on dragon ball z uh we have done dnf duel and now we have uh uh project l this league of legends Pardon fighting me? game and it's like oh well there's a lot of like, it's clear that there's a lot of people who are like, oh, man, I'm aching for some Marvel versus Capcom, but they ain't giving us Marvel versus Capcom. So fine, I'll do it myself. So my point of reference for fighting games is your Tekkens, your Street Fighters, and then your Smash Bros. Um, how is this genre different from those? I'm not, I'm actually just okay. not sure what sets Marvel versus Capcom apart from Smash Bros. Okay, okay. So Marvel versus Capcom, like, like it plays on a 2D plane like Street Fighter. But the thing yep. that sets it apart is, one, the game is, like, super fast. Like, a million things are going on on screen. In mm. one. And you can just, you have a lot of, like, freedom of, like, movement in the sense that, like, your characters can dash around the screen and stuff. And yeah. and the biggest thing is that you, when you select a character, you don't just select one character to fight one character. You select, like... Uh, up to th- oh. you select up to three characters who you can switch around during the fight. He uh, switch oh, around fun. on the fly during the fight, or like call down like yeah, assist attacks. that. Okay, call down assist attacks to like help you out, and that leads and, to and and Project L is looking to leverage the massive base of champions for League of Legends into this style of game. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Sa- same thing goes for DNF Duel, and that and it's also what Dragon Ball Fighters did. So. Uh, that that's why I'm bringing up Marvel versus Capcom so much because yeah. like they're okay. clearly like taking from NBC and you know people have been aching for a new one so these are here to Makes scratch sense. that itch. The third fighting game I wanted to talk about <laughs> is oh <my> God. <laughs> yeah no 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 fighting game fans have been eating good uh, is multi multi versus which is 
a I've heard of this platform fighting game being made by Warner Brothers, which has like so like it, yeah. you know it's like Smash Brothers. But like with Warner it, Brothers, it's like the, the Nickelodeon fucking it, game. That yeah, just yeah, came Nickelodeon oh, All Star. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's gonna be a free, which yeah. It's gonna be a free to play a game, uh, and so like it, it'll be interesting to see how they handle monetization. Probably not great because monetization is just fuckery and free to play. Uh, but uh, but <laughs> but like you know uh, what makes multiverses so interesting is like you get to see. Uh, Batman fighting Superman fighting Finn the human from uh, Adventure Time Steven Universe uh, yeah the po- the Polygon headline says multiverses is Smash Bros meets Batman Bugs Bunny and Game of Thrones um, yeah yeah no uh, wow uh, Arya Stark is in the game uh, Tom and Jerry Bug- oh my god Bugs yeah no it, it is a it is a very silly cast but interestingly, the art style is actually really good because they all look like they fit in together. And that is yeah, very... Yeah, I'm looking Im- at these screenshots. Yeah, yeah, no, that is very impressive. It, it looks very interesting. And now that, like, uh, uh, Smash Ultimate has, like, like uh, released its final DLC, it'll be interesting. And, like, we've seen, like... Everybody's coming out of the woodwork every- now. Everyone's coming out of the woodwork. Like, Nickelodeon has, like, Nickelodeon All-Star... All Star and like, which has gotten some pretty. Oh my god! Like, you can fight as fucking Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Oh that's yeah, good. no, yes, you can fight that's as Shaggy. Good. That's the big one. Why did I forget that? But yeah, uh, but yeah, but the the Nickelodeon All Star one has actually been getting a lot of positive attention. Yeah. I don't think it's like grabbed a huge player base, but pros have cap have caught it as like this is a pretty solid fight. Yeah, yeah, you know, in, like, like uh, Nick- Nickelodeon, like the devs are like you know big big like Smash Melee fans, and so mm-hmm. it. It uh, borrows some yeah, stuff it from. Yeah, has that look to it. Yeah, it it, it borrows some fight stuff. Fight Jake the dog. That'd be sick. Uh, like with what Nickelodeon. Is this game on. It it's free to play. It's on all platforms. Uh. Oh fuck yeah. Anyway, so in Nickelodeon, like the devs are like big, uh, melee guys, and uh, you know, it has its own unique identity separate from like just being a Smash clone. Like it's got like mm-hmm. uh, mechanics that uh are unique to Nickelodeon and that's interesting and it'll, and you know I feel there's more than more than enough room for more than one platform fighter you know like you can have you can have Smash Bros and you can also have uh Rivals of Aether and uh Brawlhalla and also Nickelodeon All-Star and hopefully maybe Multiverses uh will be yeah interesting so this coming off the heels of Space Jam uh new legacy it seems like they're really trying to lean hard into that. Well, Marvel is putting all their properties into one thing. What if we do that with yeah. things that are unrelated and they're really pushing it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, do- wait, wait, can Paul Atreides from Dune show up? Because I really just want an AC Timothy Chalamet in this game. That would be interesting. I mean, since it's free to play, they're probably going to be like updating it with new characters and stuff. Uh, I just push a button to use the voice and all the characters do what I say. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, all right. Uh, next thing I want to talk about, not a fighting game this time. Uh, this is mm-hmm. interesting because it's just so weird. Like, it's a new Dragon Ball game where it's like, uh, where with the gameplay style of like games like Dead by Daylight, where like you're all playing a bunch oh, of survivors. Yeah. Where you're all playing a bunch of survivors trying to like, fulfill a goal while you're being hunted down by this one super powerful 
dude. And in this, is it is it an asymmetric multiplayer? <laughs> yeah, like that? yeah, yeah. Or it's an it... asymmetric multiplayer, and okay. yeah, yeah. And the dude you're trying to run from is fucking Cell. One of like the second <laughs> or like one of the biggest main vil- villains in the original dra- in in Dragon Ball Z, and it's like that's weird, interesting, but weird, and I am intrigued. Uh-huh. Uh, cause like, you know, most Dragon Ball games try to f- make you fulfill the fantasy of like being a Dragon Ball Z character, flying around, shooting key blasts, doing mar- super powered martial arts. But here you're just playing as like people, survivors, as you're being hunted down by the super powerful That's Kung Fu wild. motherfucker. <laughs> so yeah. Bizarre. Yeah. And now we get to Bobby Kotick. Uh, yeah. All right. Tell me about fucking... Bobby. Okay, you're gonna be disappointed when you hear what it is. So like, you know how like Activision Blizzard has been being investigated for many sexual harassment scandals and sexual assault scandals and that. Well, I'm well aware of that. Well, turns out CEO Bobby Kotick not only knew about these, but actively a participated in it. I I remember this. I just forgot who Bobby Kotick was. Yeah. Yeah. A actively yep. participated in it and B actively hit it. You know, you like you have yeah, that's stories of him like uh leaving voice messages on like female employees' phones of saying he's gonna kill them or have them killed uh because they didn't uh, accept his advances. You've got like uh stories of like him harassing us uh uh stewardess on on a private jet that he co owns. Uh, you, you've got a story of like, uh, 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 employee reporting, a sexual assault slash harassment on one of her, our bosses. And like, he literally steps in to like, keep him from getting fired. Uh, yeah, no, this is a big, this is some big bullshit. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, but is anything going to be done about it? That's the question that that, that's the, (laughs) stuff has already happened. So like. With all these coming out and, like, Activision Blizzard having uh, sinking socks, you'd think uh, the shareholders would be like, get rid of this guy. Nah, they're like, no, we stand by <laughs> Bobby Kotick. Uh, Jesus Christ. And it's just Turns like... Turns out they were all in on it, too. Who would have thunk wow. it? And, and it's like, you know, like, the myth that, like, a lot of business people like to say is, oh, corp- yeah. corporations and businesses, we always do what's, like, optimal for, like making money you can't blame us for doing what we do yeah. best and here they are doing what's not optimal because <laughs> yeah it's not optimal it's not making yeah. money it's causing other fucking studios basically microsoft nintendo and sony have all released internal memos about uh this condemning it saying that it's bad and that they need to reevaluate their business practices i think with a hint of irony right after the sony guy put out his letter some class action suit hit sony yeah. so like that's hilarious and you know um, you know how hard it is to get nintendo off their asses to get nintendo to acknowledge they're not in fucking disneyland yeah um but <laughs> so you really I, I mean, have to like, fuck up to do that so the stuff that has happened so far uh i think uh, as soon as this information came out like almost next day there was another like massive 500 employee walkout or something like that like employees are really trying to make a fucking stink at that company to change shit um yeah, man. which they, go. i mean yeah i mean power to them it i wish that that was enough um yeah but also i guess the board uh, initially said that bobby Kotick is staying no questions and they have softened that position to we're going to partner with like unbiased third party people and form a commission of 
I think primarily women at the company mm. to oversee and review this stuff. That like, always he, goes exactly the way you expect like, it to. If he legitimately like threatened people's lives, right? Like, he, yeah, you'd he claims he just he get was arrested. Just like, joking. Quote, uh, so, unquote. I, I don't know if you can see my watching Succession? Air Do either of you guys watch the show Succession? No, but I, no. but it I know of it. It gives you fantastic yeah. fictionalization of how these decisions are made regarding shareholders. But there's also this one character who sucks shit, who is always like threatening people and then just saying, "I'm just joking." And it's like the most like heinous. It's an excellent performance because every time he does that, I'm like, "I hate this guy. I want this guy to die." And like seeing it dramatized and humorized in that way, and then reading people saying this in real press releases i'm like oh honey oh that's oh no that's not a parody <laughs> no, that's yeah. just Doesn't the matter most how you, accurate ex- representation yeah it's just it, it it is it is like for people who think that they can buy that like watch this fucking dramedy on hbo that shows you exactly what it looks like we all know what it looks like we've all met people who yeah. quote joke like this and it's disgusting yeah i mean like it makes me think of like can we get the characters from Succession in multiverses? Can we have fucking old-ass 80-year-old Brian Cox running around punching Harley Quinn? That's maybe not the best example, given the context of this discussion. He's punching Bugs Bunny. Let's take a pickup on that. I was looking at the picture, and I saw Harley Quinn's hammer. I apologize. But yeah, put Brian Cox in multiverses. That's my takeaway. Oh, better yet. You can just get fucking you get Brian Cox in uh, in multiverses and then fucking yeah, bring I mean, on I mean, Garnet like, and Harley it... Quinn to go beat the shit out of him. <laughs> It makes me think of, like, the show Archer in relation to uh, the James Bond books. Uh, The character Uh of Archer, Mm -hmm. uh, when you know about, like, how James Bond is in the books, Archer is in a parody of James Bond. He's the most accurate version of the character (laughs) to the books. (laughs) That's very funny. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) And we're supposed to think James Bond is cool, but... (laughs) Anyways. Uh... Uh, I got one more thing to talk about, and it's kind of small compared to what I just talked about. And that's, uh, there's a n- game called Lies of P, which is, uh, which is like a Soulsborne kind of game. But, like, you play as Pinocchio. Oh. Yeah, like, it's, it's, okay. it's like got this, you know, <laughs> gothic style. It's, it's like Bloodborne. So not, like, not like the Disney Pinocchio, but like the classic fairy tale Pinocchio yeah. they've got their own. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Like the classic fairy tale Pinocchio. You know, it's got, it like, it's got like the Bloodborne style of gameplay. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it's like, uh, yeah, you're playing as Pinocchio and you can hear like a gravelly voiced Geppetto going, wake up, son. And Pinocchio <laughs> is like sharp, sharp, sharpening a blade with his wooden forearm and cutting through the undead and it's like jesus christ so weird and i just had to talk bring it up because i'm intrigued that's that's on my radar now for sure lies Uh, for time then i am going to be pushing us wait 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 wait, calm 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 yeah yes before we move on to the ratings since Uh i forgot about this you guys want to get uh i've got a fucking new world loaded up let's get a quick react to fucking uh to Caves and Cliffs Part Two. I uh, real quick. Minute. How quick? Like one minute? Okay, I'm already yeah. like burning through my lunch break here. Okay, sure. Should have started loading this first talk. Oh, uh, we'll get okay. We'll get it after the rating section. Start loading. Yeah. It, it. we'll get your impressions in a bit. <laughs> the 
rating section. Uh, so this is a bit where at the end we try to look over our stories and we try to decide, as people with journalistic integrity, uh, what is the story that we think is the most important, impactful, whatever. Um, try to decide what we think you should walk away with. If you walk away with nothing else from this episode, what are you going to take in your pocket and carry with you? Uh, so we're each going to nominate a story and then try to decide with consensus what that top story should be. Now, the Activision stuff has been ongoing, and we've been calling it ongoing. Yeah. It's been our top story before. I would like to keep it ongoing Twice, as we yeah. see these things develop. Uh, but my top story, I know I brought it, but dropping a AAA game three weeks early as a fucking surprise and, like, only having leaks like two, three days before, Halo Infinite's surprise drop and subsequent controversies is just, I can't say it's like fully unprecedented, but it is extremely uncommon to see something this big move this fast. It's crazy, top to bottom. I don't think we're gonna see anything like it for a very long time. Like the closest we got was them saying like in 2015, like, hey, we're announcing Fallout 4. It'll be out later this year. And that was like still a, like a five month gap. This doesn't happen happen with games no. like this especially big ones no no like big projects move like freight trains man yep yeah, yeah you wild. can't turn you can't turn on a dime and they did and it's crazy and it's good I, you know i i still like i know we've, we it's been our story a number of times but i feel like this is actually a pretty significant development in the whole activision story in terms mm -hmm. of like you know Obviously, you could probably connect the dots beforehand, but having all this specific stuff specifically about the CIO, I feel like as a CA, CEO, rather, is like... I feel like that's significant enough. I don't know. Like, that's... It's a pretty big development in terms of yeah. like, oh, yeah, no, actually, you know, the person in charge isn't just you know, uh, enabling this shit, but is also actively contributing to it. Like that, I don't yeah. know, that, that's kind of where I'm at. That makes sense. That's so Chatter, swing vote or chaos agent? What are you feeling? Well, the chaos agent in me uh, wanted to vote for Liza P. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty fucking weird. The, the, the fighting game fan in me wants to vote for DNF for Project L, uh, but you know what? I will vote for Halo Infinite because, like, you know that that's a pretty big thing right now, and uh, you know the story of it coming out so early is kind of interesting and impressive. And it was allegedly leaked by Pringles, um, but people at 343 Industries have said that it was not Pringles, that that was unrelated. Yeah, and so, uh, how their really choices... We'll never know. Yeah, and how their choices affect Sorry. the longevity of uh, Halo is going to be interesting, so... My yeah, goes to I, I doubt it will be the top story again pretty much ever unless they somehow release another surprise Halo. We'll see. Um, but yeah, Halo Infinite top story. We are going to keep our finger on the pulse of the developing controversies regarding Activision. I should scoop up some of that information about the Sony stuff because I just remember laughing my ass off at like, I can't, they just tried to go out of their way to distance themselves from Activision Blizzard and now this is happening. Um, mm -hmm. Otherwise this month, a lot of little things. You know, Hawkeye came out. Uh, I'm calling the shot. I think Vincent is gonna play Kingpin in this. Pretty sure that's gonna happen. Um, yeah, I've but, seen the rumors of that as well. Yeah, uh, I just—it's pretty fun. I mean, Otherwise, Kingpin doesn't come up in uh, come up in any big way in like the comic that they show up. No, but it is very New York City based, more so than yeah. any other MCU property has been. Uh, and it there, mm, watch the episode. <laughs> I, I've <laughs> I been seeing the episode. Pretty yet, unmistakable. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's pretty one, unmistakable. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah, caves and cliffs. You gotta have you got it loaded up? Is are you yes. loud? Are your I, pants I do still have on? It. All right, here I'll I'll look around. Wait, what? Yeah, I mean it definitely looks much cliffier than usual. <laughs> you got a big mountain. Actually, that could have been creative. <laughs> oh, much cliffier. Okay. Yeah, Fuck. I fucking spawned right next to a giant fucking mountain of ice. Oh god! Wow, I'm gonna have to take like, a look in at the that. middle of the land. Yeah, I would be yeah, more uh, right impressed. Off the bat, I would say the uh, the uh, the landscape looks a lot more like uh, what's the word like depthy. It's hot. Yeah. It's taller. We're getting yeah. back to the length with depth fucking. <laughs> <conversation>. <laughs> but how? But deep it doesn't is the look mountain? like so bad that it would be just impossible to navigate. It definitely looks like annoying. Would be more annoying to climb up and down mountains, but there's yeah. still a lot of flat ground. We'll see. Anyway, I, that, I would I would keep fucking... up with Minecraft updates more if it was like if it wasn't like I have to restart a world every time they change the code. I understand why that's the yeah. way it is. It's just. I can't do it all again. I can't. Yeah. But we will be doing this all again in a, in a couple this. of... I'm not strong enough. I'm not strong enough. We'll be doing this again in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. every, like we, like I said, beginning every month, we try to do a recap like this uh, to keep you up to speed on the happens, happenings. Uh, but in two weeks, we will be back with our regular book club format uh, where we're going to be talking about... I don't know yet. Have we decided? I I'm don't think sure. we... No, we haven't I think, decided. I think we... I thought we were thinking on Dune. Dune, that was... Dune, Dune 2021 seems like the front runner for an episode, and uh, boy howdy, can I talk about that movie. Uh, had a great time with it. Uh, but I guess we'll see you then, and uh, for now, I have been Colin Ketchin. Uh, I'm a .com. I do a few podcasts here, and they're pretty fun. Uh, anything you guys want to say before we go? Uh, uh, hi, I've been Jeff Levitt. Um, I have a YouTube game review channel. A game review toy review i'm playing a game right now so that's the words that came out of my mouth that's just mm -hmm. that sounds probably more interesting to to most of the people who listen to this than <laughs> the thing i actually do which is toy review channel um called alchemist prime reviews uh i'm fucking looking at caves right now in Minecraft. Woo! yes and uh i'm not on my channel i'm timely right or chowder whichever you prefer uh you can find me on twitter at timel chowder and, uh, you know, I'm also on our sister podcast, Dice Populi, which is going through some crazy or which is doing some crazy shit in Dice. On the Waters. front end and the back end. Let me tell yeah. you, this last edit threw us for a fucking loop. Uh, so that was fun. But I think it turned out pretty fucking fantastic. Big fan of what's going on there. Uh, but we'll be back, uh, like I said, in a couple weeks. For now, uh, stay geeky, my friends. Um, that sounds That's based on an alcohol slogan, and I don't drink, so where do I get off? Uh, I get off here, because this is where the episode is ending. Goodbye. Ciao. Bye. This episode of the Coming Briefing Program is hosted by me, Colin Ketchin, joined by Jeff Levitt and Tanya Chowdhury. This episode is sponsored by yelling too loudly while frustrated at Halo, so when you wake up, you feel like you have a sore throat. The podcast is created and produced by myself and Jeff Levitt, with this episode edited by me, featuring original music also by me. We will be back in two weeks with an episode indeed discussing Dune 2021. So please tune in for that and uh, check out our other podcasts if you're looking for something else to turn on while you drive, walk, chore, or whatever it is you're doing. So, well, we'll see you then and thank you for listening to this.
Oh boy, um, I'm gonna jump right in. I'm just probably gonna put that as the intro bit, uh, mm-hmm. unless we unless we have some other vibe check stuff we really wanna get off our chest. Yeah, you, um, you but figure it out. However, you need to figure it out. Yeah, I will. We, I will we just provide the content, Con. You're the one who has to organize. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, if we're, we're nothing about but stuff, content also... machines over here. <laughs> 